Okay, hello. This is Astrid Show And Mari Budgie. <laughs> and our research question for our uh, paper is, to what extent does dance reinforce gender norms? Yeah, so um, let's start with my source. It's called, the title of it is um, Gender Problems in Western Theatrical Dance, Little Girls, Big Sissies, and the Burshnikov Complex. And it was written by a professor at Wayne State University. Um, so basically, the main purpose of his essay is to educate students, student readers, readers in general, um, on the stereotypes associated with ballet. Um, so basically, the idea that when people imagine a male ballet dancer, a lot of people would say, He's just off the top of their head, that he's gay. So that was a big, big um, idea in this essay. But also one thing that I found interesting was that he also talked about how females in ballet are always, like, super feminine. And mm-hmm. They have this, like like they're always like princesses or fairies or something that we would consider to be super feminine. Yeah. And then it's interesting, like the fact that as a society, um, he kind of talks about how, you know, we think they're gay, the the males, Mm -hmm. but in specific productions, they're always, um, usually, I mean, most of the time they're portrayed as a strong straight male. So yeah, he, he touches upon that as well. Yeah. Um, so my source, um, it was from the New York Times, and it was called The Place to Challenge Ballet's Gender Stereotypes mm-hmm. in Daily Class. So this was, the, the main question that the, the author asked in this was, um, can ballet reflect um, a more, like, our generation's more modern ideas of gender? because ballet is so, um, I mean, the gender roles are still so uh, traditional. And so prominent. Yeah. Like, there's rarely ever a, a classical ballet like Giselle's in Beauty. Like, yeah, there's always, like, the strong man and then the, like, helpless girl. Yeah. Kind of. So she touches, that was her main question. So she, for the rest of the article, she kind of expands on that and explores to what it kind of to what extent um, things are changing and kind of and what um, today's current dancers are are doing to to maybe change that, but also what what is the problem? Like why um, why can't some females do male things and why can't some males do female things? And that's kind of because of how they were trained. So it touches yeah. upon that, and then it ends up going into kind of a solution so uh full circle to her original question yeah I think both of them kind of like challenge the idea that like dance is like a thing for girls and boys who do it must also be super feminine yeah you know it's it's a weird thing it, it, like it um how how they're portrayed on stage but then how mm-hmm. we think of them yeah. so um so just to kind of describe where our perspective comes from, yeah. like both of us are female, middle class, we're middle class. Um, we're young. both young. <laughs> we're both dancers, also dancers. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And we're both, quote, yeah, we're both straight, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 
we don't want to put any labels. Um, yeah. no, but so yeah. that definitely influences how we're going to look at these sources. Because, like, yeah. say I was, I don't know, like a straight male, I might read yeah. our sources as total, you know, just untrue, like, based on my perspectives. But because we're in the dance world, like, we know that, like, I know a lot of straight males mm-hmm. in the dance world. I mean, there are there are gay males as well, yeah. but... Um, but it's not, like, what people on the outside think yeah (laughs) and it's kind of interesting too because we're in the society where um we're like we're being told like oh like women are so strong women are blah blah Mm -hmm. blah blah. Mm -hmm. and then we get to ballet and we're being lifted by the male and we have to wear tutus and we're told to look very the helpless sleeping beauty aurora like you have to wait for the man to come save you yeah and like i've been told in the past um to like oh I look like a general when I'm dancing because I like I like puff up too much or something and like maybe for I doubt that they would say anything like that for a guy so it's like kind of that definitely influenced our perspective on on these um articles yeah and also the fact that like because we do dance we see kind of this sort of thing every day like we see the stereotype and talking to people outside the dance world like it's very interesting talking to someone. Well, of when our... you see it on TV mm-hmm. too, how people interpret ballet, like yeah, they're like, <laughs> I hate it. Like sometimes in in um, these segments on TV shows or something, they're like, oh, football players try ballet, and they put them in tutus. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. That's that's not. It's that's totally actually, misrepresenting yeah, I, ballet. I watching. Yeah, it was like a BuzzFeed video or something. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, come on. Football players try ballet, and they're in these, like, pink tutus, and they're doing, like, female ballet steps. But, but again, female ballet steps, mm-hmm. like, it's <laughs> it's so confusing. Because um, we're just so ingrained to think that. Yeah. Like, we're like, these are the steps for the girls, and the men do these. Yeah. Right? Um... So moving on from basically our interpretation is a bit long-winded. Um, so I definitely am going to use, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to use these sources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually surprised. Like I found it quite difficult to find something. And um, I think that they do, the two sources do complement each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, they both also do a really good job of finding productions that are kind of challenging the norms. Because mm-hmm. there was two in mine, and then the one in they discussed yours, yeah. Astrid's, um, uh, Justin Peck's The Times Are Racing. I actually saw the world premiere of that oh, wow. when I was in New York. And I remember thinking, like, wow, like, the girls and the boys are they're in the same costumes. Like, they're doing the same choreography okay and it was in another show with other pieces that weren't his and there was definitely like a contrast between those because Hmm. in the other pieces like the girls were being lifted and the boys were doing their big jumps but then in his choreography everyone was like doing the same thing and I remember thinking how refreshing it was almost yeah to see that yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, and that's exactly what we want to kind of answer with our research question, mm-hmm. like, to what extent is it reinforced? And that can include, like, also to what extent is it being challenged, and yeah. it is starting to be challenged. Yes, more and more. Um, so that's 
yeah, that's kind of cool. And, um, I liked that. I mean, for my, um, for the New York times article, I think the one thing that I wasn't like, I think she was pretty, she was pretty credible. I mean, she, um, has like a university education and mm-hmm. is writing for the New York times, but she was a bit casual in her diction. I found yeah. at times, yeah. um, which I think, uh, undermined her, her credibility a little bit, even though she had like, like primary sources for, um, like firsthand, um, experiences from dancers. So mm-hmm. that built up her credibility, but then she kind of brought it down a little bit with her language. Yeah. I would say also for mine, um, the professor Doug Risner who wrote it, he did a fairly good job of using diction and everything else but yeah in the intro yeah he seemed a little bit biased yeah I agree but at least he didn't carry that through yeah he was like um he was kind of pleading with the audience like if if you are I don't know if if you're trying to decide whether or not you want to go into dance like you should Mm -hmm. read this Mm -hmm. um but then he just basically goes right right into the yeah his his point I did appreciate though um his class discussion Mm -hmm. I found that was actually it was nice because he had a lot of like varying perspectives and Mm -hmm. he he chose to include those in the story story paper essay yeah Um, but it was it was really interesting to see because these people that he um interviewed or asked these questions to questions to are on and they have an outside perspective like they're not in dance so I found that really interesting to see what they had to say. And a lot of them reinforced the stereotype, yeah. which was interesting. Yeah, to show the many perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, so a bit of bias. Uh, definitely um, yours was... Yeah. Your source was, I think, had a lot more logic than mine. There was, yeah, there was good evidence. In yeah, I think that there was definitely, there was a little bit of mine, like, but yours definitely had a lot more um, kind of additions to that. It was a little longer. Yeah. Um, so how did this sources deepen my understanding? Well, so I, I always had an idea that, um, yeah, I always had an idea that, that there were traditional, like that's, that's the original thing that drew me to this like particular um, prompt was yeah. the fact that I noticed the fact that it was, there were gender norms, yes. but I didn't realize <laughs> that like there actually is an effort to change mm-hmm. that. Like I didn't know that there were like specific productions that are now being put in place. Yeah. Oh, can I, I want to actually talk about, there's, there's two of them that were mentioned in um, my source Mark Morris is a choreographer, and he um, created something called the Hard Nut, which is a like a play on the Nutcracker. Oh, but he, it's, it's in the article. It was said that it was like almost like a drag version of it because he yeah. has all the people reverse their roles, so people oh, okay. playing male roles are male roles are played by females, and female roles are played by males. Okay, which I thought was really interesting, and then also. He mentioned um, Matthew Bourne doing a production of Swan Lake where um, the swan, who's traditionally mm-hmm. this, like, feminine, like, 
yeah. beautiful creature is played by a male. So it's same-sex oh, attraction. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. But anyway, so those are just two that Yeah, like, I didn't know about that, so it's kind of... That. Yeah, it, like, has kind of opened my eyes to changes yeah, that they're making. Definitely. Um, but, like, in mine, like, there's still a long way to go. Like, the majority of companies just want the traditional stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that I... Because at the end, it mentioned how, like, in order to have like gender fluid and gender neutral productions Mm -hmm. you have to start teaching it like in schools yeah that yeah that's the thing like and and a lot of them don't require that so yeah because I think that choreographers are starting to do that but you have to go back to the yeah like you have to relearn and it's kind of frustrating as a dancer if you've been trained this exactly to dance like a girl or like when you start at three years old and you're doing female ballet yeah instead of like all gender ballet <laughs> yeah that's not a thing right no it's not so that would be interesting but, but it's definitely like that'd be very very difficult to do because it's such a historically like socially yeah ingrained thing yeah um, and then, um i also one thing that i hadn't considered before was um, in my article, the Barishnikov complex. Oh yeah, which is the idea that instead of like, <clears throat> to to draw more men to do or boys to do ballet, the idea that um, ballet class is a good way to meet chicks. Yeah, like because Mikhail Barishnikov was like this icon for like you know, hypermasculine like picking up girls like everyone was like attracted to him because oh he's so strong and mm-hmm. such a strong man right so I hadn't really thought about that idea yeah it kind of mentioned in mind how like when ballet first like or like in the 1920s or something um a lot of men in America like they really wanted to push for the fact that ballet is so athletic yeah yeah and now it's like kind of moving past that I think because yeah. like they didn't really have to almost like express themselves as much they just had to show their athleticism so yeah I don't know it's kind of opening it's a my complicated eyes thing. yeah it's complicated because it's not just because the whole idea that like the outside versus inside perspective I think that's really interesting and something that I hadn't considered before the fact that people inside are like yeah see it as this see it as the men are strong blah 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 and then people on the outside are like oh they're these like sissy men yeah so feminine blah 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 so that's definitely something that I want to look more into Mm -hmm. um and then so what is my current answer to the research question so I mean it's still not complete but I think the dance is still very much a place of reinforcing gender norms um it is changing on some levels, like we just talked about, but um, but as we said, like you have 90, to go to like the... most, like ninety five percent or if not more, like companies, like they still require the normal yeah um, repertoire, um, but yeah, yeah, through choreography and the productions, it's still kind of the old gender norms. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's like people. We can see that people are trying to move past mm-hmm. the gender norms, but they're still very much. Yeah. So like, and yeah. very much there. To what extent is it being reinforced? A big extent, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it is being challenged a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
And then, so what I'm curious to like learn more about is um, I want to know more about specific companies that maybe are still old school or specific companies that are actually making changes. Um, Because if a company is, is like if their repertoire is strictly classical ballet, Mm -hmm. then they're most likely very much like reinforcing it. Yes, (laughs) definitely. But then you also have like, Oh, this is actually interesting because you have the Ballet Trocadero. Oh, which is a ballet company and they're all men, but they all wear point shoes. Yeah, like it's like a comedy thing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I mean, that's what originally, like, that's what I thought about when I thought of this, yeah. this, um, this topic. But I also kind of want to know about other styles of dance a little mm-hmm. more. That's why I wanted to have the, the question a little more broad, just so I could leave a bit of room because I, I did kind of stumble upon something that talked about the tango and that is mm-hmm. a very I mean the gender norms in that like there's always a guy that leads so yeah. I just I want to know yeah. a little bit more about kind of other types of dance maybe yeah. so that's yeah that's interesting actually because when I did West African dance mm-hmm. like there's not I found and I didn't like study it extensively but I found that there wasn't Oh, that's cool. Much of a difference between the things that females and males did. Huh. So that would be something to explore. Yeah. Would be other styles to see what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we covered everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs)